BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. Today's guest is truly one of the funniest people I know. This interview will literally have you like hysterically laughing. I mean, me and my producer were cracking up during this interview. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Melissa Andre, who is a good friend and probably one of the best event planners in the world. Her clients are everyone from Drake to Victoria Beckham to Sophia Richie. She plans the most fabulous parties and weddings that you have ever seen. Like I am not joking. It is unbelievable. And if you don't believe me, go to her Instagram right now. Like she is incredibly talented. So I wanted to have her on because I think that there's a lot of, I guess we just don't know what goes into planning weddings or parties. And so I really wanted to have a conversation with her doing a deep dive into all things party planning. A lot of this conversation centers around weddings. And I just thought that the information that I got was so interesting as someone who, of course, like Nish and I never had a wedding. So it's just really interesting for me to understand what goes into it, what to look out for, what to avoid, where to splurge, where to save. Like it was just such an interesting conversation. And I think that whether you're planning a wedding or a party, I think that you're just going to come out of this conversation having learned a lot. And, you know, she is just full of really good information. Also, if, you know, you are planning a big event or a wedding or whatever, go follow her on TikTok and Instagram. Like it's just full of really good information. So I love this conversation. Value packed, really, really, really funny and just super entertaining. So I think you guys will love it. All right. Before we get into the episode, this week's hot tip is the Fortuna micellar water. You guys, I have been using this micellar water in the morning and I absolutely love it. So Essentially, it is like dual purpose. It cleanses your skin and essentially primes it for like everything else. It brightens. It has like all these antioxidants in it. And it's just an overall great product. I don't cleanse my face in the morning like I don't use a cleanser. And so this is just such a good alternative. It is a very luxe feeling product. And I could not recommend it more. Fortuna is also just a brand that I'm a big fan of. So highly, highly recommend that. And then this week's review comes to us from She's So Nice. That's actually such a cute username. Um, I like that you're so nice. And (laughs) she says, amazing podcast. I just found this podcast and I absolutely love it. I've learned so much so far and I can't wait to keep tuning in every week. Thank you so much. She's so nice. That is a very nice review. And you guys, if you have two minutes to spare and feel like the show has brought you value, please take the time to 
rate the show and leave me a review. All you have to do is open the Apple podcast app, scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've earned it, please leave me a five star rating. And in the review section, tell me what you're loving, topics you want to hear more of, dream guests, like any feedback you give me is so valuable to me. And of course, it also tells Apple that you guys are enjoying the podcast. It gets it out to more people and helps me show up as a continuously better host so that I'm always providing value and giving you the kind of information that you are looking for. All right. With that, let's welcome Melissa Andre to the Dream Bigger podcast. So the first question I have for you is actually how far in advance does someone need to start planning their wedding? Two years. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> you, I just want people to give me more notice. Yeah. So I'm putting it out there okay. in the universe. I heard you're supposed to do that. I'm like, everyone, I need two years to plan your wedding. So go get engaged. No, but really, I think a year is a good time if you don't have a wedding planner mm-hmm. that's very experienced. But I never get two years. I don't even get one year. Sometimes Wait, I get a pl- few weeks. Are you joking? I don't even want to let people know that I say yes to these things because I don't want them to ask, but I have to. Okay, but wait, I don't understand how that's even possible because Nish and I got engaged in 2019 and went back when we were planning on having a wedding. I got my wedding planner. We should do that. Yeah, I mean, we should really. Now that we're yeah. friends, you know, I yeah, feel like we need to reconsider time. this wedding yes. situation. <laughs> we got engaged. 2019, August, and I was like, okay, we're going to do the wedding in September 2020, which obviously COVID didn't happen. But by the time I even got because I was supposed to do it in Spain and I went to venue view or whatever. Yeah. So many were taken. People were booking out like who the fuck knows how much in advance. Yeah. So like a traditional venue right now is booked like two years in advance. But because of like my clients and, you know, our niche, (laughs) we often use venues that are not traditional, that are way more difficult to execute in, but they're not super heavily booked. Wait, like what? What kind of non-traditional? You know, like uh, like I've done parties in like parking garages or like... Like a wedding? Yeah. No. Yeah. So how do you... Yeah, we bring everything in like power. Like I've done a wedding in like a forest that like a legitimate forest. Yes. The client owned the forest. Okay, this makes sense. So different things like I have like a client that bought a property to have a wedding on when they got engaged. So obviously if you're working with venues that this is the only wedding that's ever going to happen on that property, Uh probably, then obviously you don't need two years notice. But if you're looking to get married in Laguna or at the Ritz or something, then yeah, you're, you're looking at like a year and a half or two years out right now. Oh my God. And then what about everything else? Like, how do you make sure that like, you're not screaming and crying, like, you know, on the day of your wedding because you're so stressed? Well, you should hire a wedding planner and you should, you know, this is like, seems like really obvious advice, but, and I, and people even say it to me, like I, I need to hear this also, but of course, a lot of the things that, you know, are going wrong, no one else really knows are Mm -hmm. going wrong. And of course you care the most. So, you know, really think about if you've ever noticed something like that happening at someone else's wedding. I, I, I was speaking to a friend today who just got engaged and, and she was asking me about a venue in Malibu. And she was like, have you worked at this venue? And I was like, yes, I have. And she said, you know, do you like it? I said, yes. And she said, I just don't like that they make you stop partying at 10 p.m. And I said, all of the venues make you stop partying outside at 10 p.m. And she said, no, they don't. And I said, yes, they do. And, you know, and I was like, in her mind, really, she's like, every wedding I go to, I'm there until 3 a.m. partying, but that's not true. So it is like, and so if you really think about it, you're having a really different experience than your guests because she's been to a hundred of a hundred weddings for other people, mm-hmm. has left at 10 and hasn't even noticed that it's 10, you know, like in her mind, she doesn't really know, you know, uh-huh. there's that there's like a noise restriction. The guests just don't know. They don't know that it's done because there's a noise restriction. But as the bride, like she was like, I can't imagine not having 
you know, my venue let me party until 3 a.m. And it's just a really different experience for the bride than for the guests. It's true. Do you know what I yeah, mean? And I was it, like, no one lets you do that. And she was like, of course they do. And I was like, they don't. And so then, wait, <laughs> what happens if someone wants to party till 3 a.m.? Well, you have to have an after party. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it has See, to be, I don't know these things because right. I've never had a wedding. <laughs> well, now's the time. I'm going to tell you everything you know. You have to have an after party and it has to be indoors. There is a lot of sound restrictions in Los Angeles and actually everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like I do weddings and parties all over the world and everyone is picky about this. So mm -hmm. do not feel like it's just, you know, wherever you're from. It's not wherever you're from. It's everywhere. Almost everywhere. Like Toronto is like this too. Yeah. You know, I think it might be 11 in Toronto. Don't quote me. Yeah. But yeah, you have to have an after party inside so you can have amplified music. So interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I know that you were saying right before we started that you had like you were planning a vow renewal. Right. Do you feel like after COVID because of how many people, I guess, decided to get married during the pandemic, people are kind of celebrating in like a little bit of like a different way by doing things like vow renewals or like, like, have you noticed trends like that? I think that everyone is like revenge celebrating. So they're like, I need to have a party. What do I got? I am obsessed with this. Yeah. They're like, what do I got coming up? Yeah, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> That'll work. Like, let's celebrate that, which is great, which is great for all, you know, if everyone was all, if all of you were doing wellness checks on your party planning friends during COVID, they were not OK. And now there's they're not OK also because now we're too busy. But it is much better than not being busy at all. So, yeah, people are celebrating everything. I love it. OK, so I feel like I need a theme. It's it's maybe it's too late for a wedding. I don't know, Melissa. What do you think? No, What's no, like it's the never threshold? too late. It's never too late. And I think that it's important to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And I think that everything is a lot of things, not everything, but a lot of things are getting, you know, progressively a little bit more casual. Mm -hmm. Think about like what you used to wear to go to work and what, you know, a lot of things are getting more and more casual, which is great, especially post pandemic. Yeah, totally. Like I can't even imagine. Like I tell my current team, you guys have no idea. I used to put a ribbon in my hair on Monday mornings to come to meetings, you know, and I'm like showing up. I was wearing I was still wearing a bath towel in my hair this morning when I got there. I was like, sorry, my hair is not dry, you know, and I'm like the contrast. I would have been wearing a tiara like oh three years God. ago or whatever. But things are getting more casual, which is great in some respects. But with celebrating, I think it's important to celebrate. And weddings are like this one, like untouched element in people's lives where it's just always appropriate to celebrate and everyone's always excited to celebrate. And that's why I personally like my aesthetic is probably different than like a very traditional wedding, mm -hmm. but there's some things that I never take out of weddings. I always have a wedding cake. I mean, ultimately, it's up to the bride, by the way. If the if the bride is like, I don't want one. I'm okay, not like, well, I, I want listen, one. Listen, you know what? When I go to a wedding as a guest, yes. I fucking look forward to that cake. Right. Okay, I want the cake. We, we want the cake. And I like I was on TikTok and, and I there's like a lot on there on bride talk or wedding TikTok where people are like, you know, these are things that your guests don't care about. And they say, you know, wedding cake. Sometimes that's on that list. And I what, always what say guest does not care about yeah, wedding. Who are, are these people there? Who are these people? Yeah. But I think that a wedding cake is like a birthday cake. It's a celebration yes. cake. So even if you don't eat the birthday cake, it's a celebration. They cut the cake. They blow out the candles. It's for that time and place. But the thing about birthdays is you have one every year. And maybe you do have a wedding every year. And if you do, you should get my number. And we <laughs> should get to know one another. But most people don't have a wedding every year. And if you're only going to have one or two or three weddings, then we should celebrate. Yeah, we, we should we have got, a wedding cake. We gotta get the fucking cake. Yeah. Come on. Like, I agree. It's necessary. Yeah, it, it's never out. Like some people say, this is in and that is out. How? It's not out. It's not. The wedding cake is a staple. Well, no, no. Some things are sacred. Yes. Okay? The cake is one of the them. The wedding cake is important. <laughs> I agree. So I'm not the most DIY person, but in 2019, I decided I was going to repaint my bedroom in Toronto. To say the process of buying paint was daunting is truly an understatement. I went to the store. I picked paint. I brought it back. 
I didn't like what it looked like. I went back to the store and I did this process like four times over. It was such a waste of time that I really did never paint a room again. But if I am to paint a room again, which I probably will, thankfully I have Claire, an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick paint swatches and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. So it essentially takes the hassle and the waste of time that is involved in picking the right colors and painting and paint shopping. With an interior designer at the helm, Claire brings an expert point of view on color and design, which sets the brand apart from other paint companies. Unlike traditional paint brands, which overwhelm you with thousands of colors, Claire focuses on fewer, better colors expertly curated through the lens of an interior designer. If you need help choosing a paint color, you can try the Claire Color Genius, a fun two-minute quiz that's like having an interior designer help you choose a paint color. The brand also offers formulations that are zero VOC, green guard, gold certified for better indoor air quality, and meets the most stringent chemical emission standards. Claire is also formulated without any toxic air contaminants, hazardous air pollutants, or EPA chemicals of concern, so it's a paint brand that you can actually feel good about using in your home. Claire is offering you guys a special discount. Visit Claire at www.claire.com slash dreambigger to get started and receive 10% off your order. That's www.claire.com slash dreambigger for 10% off your order. Enjoy. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everyone. It's Kelsey Kreppel full-time YouTuber, part-time preschool teacher, and now the host of the podcast Circle Time. Join me every week as me and my guests mix the childlike wonder and conversational openness and acceptance of preschool that we're all nostalgic for with the realism, honesty, and wisdom baked into adulthood. With classroom-structured roots, we'll rehash standout moments of day-to-day life, dive into buzzy pop culture moments, and really just get to know each other on a deeper level. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Kreppel and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> okay, talk to me about budget. How can someone set a budget when it comes to planning a wedding? Well, the first thing you need to do when you're setting your budget is count how many guests you have mm-hmm. and you actually have to make a list. Mm-hmm. Everyone oh, I talk to. Okay. So like that's the first thing you do. You have to do this because okay. the budget, the cost of the wedding is directly correlated to how many people are there. Okay. And I meet so many people and then I say like, well, how many people are coming? And they go, we think 120. And I'm always like, you think? And then I'm like, have you made a list? And they haven't. And they just made that number up. Just guessed them it. Yes, people always make that number up. And then they, and I, I say, go home and make a list and they call back and they're like, it's 187. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. You have to make a list. Like you have to make a list. So because this combination of people and families has not gotten married before. That's yeah, true. So we don't know. Or they'll say like, oh, my sister had 120. And I'm like, well, what about him? You know, <laughs> we've got to know. So you have to make a list first and foremost, because that is the most realistic way to set a budget mm-hmm. of 
of course you can say I have $50,000. I'm not spending a cent over and this is who's coming. Mm -hmm. In which case you reverse engineer the budget and you like we have actually I made um, I made a promo code for your people. It's dream bigger. Is it for your printable? It's for my digital downloads. And in my digital downloads, I have a wedding budget, um, like a sample breakdown. And it breaks down the different percentages that we use if we're going to reverse engineer a budget. So if we put in $100,000 or 50 or 20 or whatever it is, how it breaks it up. So like 35% on this, 17% on this, 2% on this, you know, whatever it is. So if you have a flat number, a hard number that you cannot go over, Mm -hmm. then you have to do that. You have to reverse engineer the budget and then only look for options within that budget. So don't have your list, go and book a venue and then say, this is how much I want to spend because it doesn't work. How many, like how much per person should you be budgeting or what's like the, what's the range? That's like not, not like, oh my God, you like literally did not spend enough. Right. And maybe cut some people. I think I, oh, I mean, this is like a controversial opinion, but I think that you can do a chic wedding at any at any price point and at any budget. And I think like that if you were to invite people at 8.30 p.m. or 9 Mm p.m. for champagne and pink velvet wedding cake with some live music for two hours, that that would be chic Mm -hmm. and it would be so inexpensive. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel. So I think that the range is determined by the budget range is determined obviously by how many people there, but also how long they're there. Okay. Okay. So let's say that someone wants to have a cocktail hour. I'm going to be the wrong person to ask. I'm like $5,000 per person is a great (laughs) amount to spend. But we we do do really luxury weddings, but we did not always do super luxury weddings. No, I want, I want price ranges like luxury and non. Okay. So I want to have a wedding with a nice cocktail hour mm-hmm. and then, you know, a nice dinner. And then it just goes on and on. This is it not a two hour. It's not a two hour affair. Okay? People are there to <laughs> on and on. It just goes on and on and on. And it's indoors and we can drink all night. You know, it really depends. Let's say you're at a nice hotel, mm-hmm. fancy hotel. Then I would say you're going to start at $250 a person. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then you can get something for like way less than that too. Of if course, you don't yeah. do like a hotel, for example. Of course, you can do like different tiers. You can do different days. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a Saturday. Like I've done weddings on a Wednesday. I've done weddings on Monday. So those things make a big difference. And also even the time of day, like I've done, this is not on an on like Mm -hmm. your pretend wedding that we're talking about (laughs) but I did a gorgeous brunch wedding that was done by 4 p.m. it was on a Sunday it was like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. actually be really cute it was so chic and it was so on budget because there's an end time and you know the bar consumption is very different from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. than it is from 8 p.m. to 2 p.m. to 2 Mm a.m. So there's a lot of variables. Yeah. And different venues come with different things. So, you know, some venues have tables and chairs and linens and plates. Some don't. Some venues you need to bring in a generator. Some Some venues you even have to bring in a dumpster. You can't even dispose of anything there. So there is so many variables. Mm -hmm. And if you're budget conscious, then always use a venue where there is an infrastructure and that they have done weddings. There's a really big, a lot of people will say, I don't want a typical wedding venue. But the thing, the thing about typical wedding venues is that they're much more affordable because they have an infrastructure to do weddings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it's not a typical wedding venue, they do not have the things you need to do weddings. So you have to bring those in and all the labor associated with bringing it in and all the labor associated with picking it up at 2 a.m., which is a very different story than a hotel where maybe they do a lot of weddings, but they have all of this in a room and they have staff that's Mm -hmm. already there and they have valet that's already there and they have a kitchen and that kitchen has a deep fryer for your French fries late night. When when we did a wedding in a forest, there's no deep fryer. We got to bring that in. That's what we want. Like, do you find that when someone comes to you and they're talking to you about a wedding, 
And they may think that like the upfront, like, oh, like this hotel or this venue seems so expensive because it has like the built in cost of all the labor and stuff. But then they see like the naked cost of like another venue and they're like, oh, that's so much more affordable. But they don't realize that like, yeah, you know, you're you're going to have to pay for all the other things layered on top. Right. There's really big sticker shock when it comes to weddings, which is so understandable uh-huh. because we hear the prices of everything all the time, but never weddings. Yeah. Totally. And then when you hear the price of weddings, it's like, well, what was included in that? Was her dress included in that? Was flights included in that? Was there a bridal, like a a hotel suite included? It's Mm -hmm. really difficult to get a read on the numbers because they're always different. Even for me, who's been planning parties and weddings for a decade and a half, I even dance around the subject of numbers, as you can see, because there's so many variables. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, what do you think people can think of like splurging on and saving on? Like, what are just like what's typical advice you give to people? So I think the best way to save budget is to reduce the number of hours guests are there. I never like some people say, oh, well, your guests don't care about your escort card. I'm like, great. You save two dollars a person. Mm -hmm. Well, what are we? We're trying to save ten thousand, not two hundred. <laughs> you know, so the best thing to do is the number of hours guests are there. Cut it because now you don't have two hundred people drinking for five hours; they're drinking for four hours. Mm-hmm. You don't have because, by the way, if not everyone is drinking, sometimes you're still paying, like you know, per head cost. It depends on the venue, but and then. If you're going to go full on with the design, you're going to bring everything in, then every eight people is like a significant increase. Every eight people get eight chairs, another table, another linen, another centerpiece, another five candles, another eight place settings, another eight escort cards, another eight printed menus, another eight, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, slices of cake, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. So, and there's tax and auto gratuity on every single thing that's on that bill typically with a venue. So I sound like a mathematician. This mm-hmm. is like the most boring episode. No, Everyone's like fashion, but- <laughs> chic. And I'm like, okay, did you add that up? We're Listen, broke. We need you know, to take out a we, loan. Like it, it, what you're saying about the fact that like no one like hears about the prices of weddings. Like that's why I think that it's like so it's so interesting to me mm-hmm. because I don't fucking know. It's because you're about to have another wedding. That's why <laughs> you're extra interested. You're like, wait, rewind. You're you were making notes, guys. She was making notes. She was like eight menus, eight. <laughs> so okay, so t- talk to me about the most expensive things in a wedding, like outside of the venue. Okay, you've picked a venue. Yeah, okay, the venue, food, and beverage are the most expensive. Okay, okay. Typically, actually, not always at one of my. My weddings, my, one of my weddings, the decor is typically very, very, very the yeah, most I expensive. Would think that's like the flowers, right? Because like, I mean, we have like you know events for array, and like those flowers are fucking expensive, Melissa. God they damn, are expensive. It is really difficult to maintain a living thing, and flowers are living. Yeah, they breathe, they live, they die. They need water. They're temperature sensitive. They can't be touched in certain ways. And and that's one of the reasons that flowers are so expensive. So my weddings typically, or just any event, typically Mm -hmm. the decor is pretty elaborate because that's why people hire me versus, you know, another planner or designer is because of my aesthetic. Typically, I I think, yeah, sometimes they want me to make clouds out of paper mache. So with my, my weddings, I find that, but typical wedding, the food beverage venue is going to be the most expensive. And the thing about decor is that it's on a sliding scale. Mm -hmm. Whereas once you're locked into a venue, you have a lot less flexibility with your budget. If we really want, not that my specific clients would do this, but if you really wanted to, I could put a single rose in a beautiful bud vase on the table and it would still be gorgeous. You know, that's not really what people come to me for. That is not what they come to me for, but it is on a sliding scale. So if you were like, I'm tired of spending money on this party, then I could do that. Whereas I can't really, I can't do a lot for that cost of that filet mignon Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. What about shit that guests care about and what they don't care about? Because I feel like when whether it's a wedding or a party, I mm-hmm. feel like the person hosting it is the one who gets like stuck in all of the details. And right. I have found that like 
the best weddings I've gone to. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're like beautiful and all of that. But it's like more of like the energy and like, you know, the music is really good or like, you know, the space is conducive to people moving around and like how a, a host like facilitates people kind of getting to know each other versus like, I don't know, like small like details. I mean, small details matter, but like, you know, a guest may not notice all of those things that a host might, you know? Right. Well, the guests care about all the things that honestly they should care about, which is how cumbersome it is to get to your venue and how Mm. easy it is for them and how easy their life is going to be. And sometimes I get a little bit of pushback on that, not from my clients, but from, you know, people kind of commenting on my commentary. Like I comment on the wedding industry and then they comment on my commentary on social media and they'll say, you know, things like, well, I don't really care what my guests want because they can just leave or they can whatever. What are you going to have a wedding for yourself on your own? Like, I feel like you have to be a good host. I, I, this is what I say is that it's a host and a guest relationship. And I believe in that host and guest relationship, you know, finding love and, you know, wanting to celebrate it doesn't turn into this thing where now everyone has to do whatever you want to do because you're getting married. I, I'm much more on the side of you found love and you want to celebrate with all your favorite people. And so you want them to kind of be happy and taken care of the same way you would is if they came to your home. Mm-hmm. And it's just now there's a lot of them in your home at one time. And this is not for the ceremony. Obviously, the ceremony is about getting married and your vows and and all of that. But the reception is really to celebrate with your guests. And so, you know, really think about how cumbersome it is for your guests to get to your venue. Is there a valet? Is there a hotel nearby? If the hotel is not nearby, are you going to get them a car or something to take them? And I know that these are all, they don't fit in everyone's budget. So this is not to say that if you don't, you know, have a hotel nearby and blah, 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 your wedding is going to be awful. But think about how you're going to divide up your budget and maybe choosing a venue that your guests can get to easily. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I say that sometimes about destination weddings, too, is if you have people who are really close to you that can't travel, that then determines if you're going to have a destination wedding, not because you really want to go to Turks and Caicos and F everybody else. If they don't want to go on your honeymoon, then, you know, right, because you have the option and and you are the one that chooses the date, the time, the place, the time of day. You choose all that Mm -hmm. on behalf of like these 200 people you're inviting or or 100 or 50 or 20 or however many people you're inviting. So because of that, then it's a little bit on you to choose a venue that accommodates all of your favorite people. Yeah. And I feel like making it Like you would if someone was, like you said, you know, if someone's coming to your house, you're not like letting them fend for themselves and like not thinking about what kind of time they're having. Right, you're not my problem. Yeah, You're allergic to that? Sounds like a you thing. Like why'd you you have them over? It's horrible. That's what I say. They'll sometimes say like, why would I care what my guests, you know, X, Y, Z? And then I kind of repeat the question. I'm like, why would you care what your family and friends who you've invited care? think or think or are experiencing. I don't know. Why would you? It's kind of fucking important. It is really important. Yeah. So, like, yeah, be a good host, I would say. Yeah, I think so. And that's why I always say that, like, you can have a gorgeous wedding at any price point, you know, whatever that means. It's not like I love you, so I'm going to get you the presidential suite. It's not that. It's more like I love you and I'm inviting you. And so I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that you know that I thought about you when I was planning this party. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What about things that make a wedding fun or get people excited that they're there? Like, yes, like the venue thing and like, you know, getting people there, it's practical. But what about things that people should think about that like a guest will leave being like, holy fuck, that was a fucking awesome wedding. Okay, entertainment. 
is important. Mm -hmm. And guests do care about entertainment. And they're like guests really care obviously about the music. Doing a doing a playlist, okay, for these 200 guests. I keep using the number 200. I made that up. I don't know where I got that. You're, when you have a wedding, it's going to be actually it'll probably be 2000. No, <laughs> it's going to be like 20. Oh my god. No, it's going to be like 20 people because it's going to feel like work. But so music is really important because you have to like choose this playlist that like your grandma and your maybe coworker and your best friend from high school and, you know, can all listen to. So I'm like a big ad. <laughs> I'm a big advocator for the after party. I've been talking about it since I got here. So I love an after party for that reason, because I like for one party to finish and another party to start. Mm -hmm. And that other party has different lighting and a different look and a different floor plan and different music and sometimes a different guest list. You know, you have to only travel with a certain with a certain group. I actually find it's nice to invite everyone, but to the after party, but you know who's coming. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. You it's know like who's people who can hang, coming, you know? Those people. So I love entertainment. Like at a wedding, I just did a wedding in a, a client's backyard mm -hmm. and we actually had an illusionist and it was really fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like a strolling illusionist. That mm -hmm. sounds so epic. What do yeah. you like? What? That's so yeah. Sick. It was so fun, and and I I like the type of entertainment that you can opt in or opt out. That is like my favorite type of party. Anything that like you must pay two hundred dollars to cross go like, you know, approach mm -hmm. to like everyone has to do this is not. It's just not my vibe mm -hmm. i like things that like the options there mm -hmm. if you want to go if you want to do the photo booth cool if you want to see a little magic you can if you want to go to the regular bar great if you want to go to the mocktail bar great if you want to go to this bar that has like smoke and fire and bubbles and blah blah also great you know so i like kind of giving guests like the option so the party's still happening and what you partake in is like you know choose your own ending do you recommend a dj or a live band i love a live band but it has mm. to be a good live band a live band is like 10 or 20 times more expensive often depending on how many pieces there are in the band so i understand why it's not everyone's first option mm -hmm. i totally get that but if it is in your budget then i love a live band and i know people feel differently you know about that but and maybe it's because we're in la and we have a lot of talent here but i just think that it's like a really nice energy to have like those seven or eight i've done like a 22 piece live band wow yeah but any anything like three, four pieces is great too. And I think it's like nice to have that energy, you know, with the crowd. I also feel like you can hire a DJ for anything. For anything. Okay. It can Like literally a DJ is always there. You get like few chances to like really be like, fuck it. I'm having a concert. Yeah. And throwing a concert. Like, yeah. why the hell not? Yeah, I agree. It's like any of those things that you're like, I am going to treat my favorite family and friends to like something that they don't like. There's a DJ spinning right now mm -hmm. as we speak at Aritzia at the mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really, truly great time in there. And so it's like we've got to find those little pockets of opportunities to really celebrate and like do something really special. I'm obviously like in the business of making it really special. So I'm biased, but I see how excited people are really like judge people's reactions to parties literally almost every day. <laughs> so like I'm, I'm just love like a surprise and delight. Yeah, totally. Talk to me about planning a destination wedding. Is it like a nightmare? Uh, really? It's so much more work. Okay, explain why. So I like I just <laughs> people think that planning a destination wedding is easier. And the reason they think that is because often the type of client that does a destination wedding may be more chill. Mm -hmm. So when they go and they hire their hotel or, you know, whatever. And the hotel is like, oh, we're going to give you the wedding package. And they're like, great. We got the we got the wedding package. Mm -hmm. It's like has like an arbor and a bouquet. There's a DJ and whatever. So in that case, then yeah, it's fantastic. But 
does anyone who's hiring me want the wedding package? No, they don't. They, they want exactly what I would do here in Beverly Hills, except they want it on an island. Like, you know, so in that sense, it's so hard because I'm like, how do I even get that to Hawaii? <laughs> That's a real question. So it's like a lot of work, it's essentially. so much more work. I was just saying this to a friend of mine as, as a friend. I was giving her wedding advice as a friend and she wanted to get married in Italy. And then mm -hmm. she was like, the venue, like, you know, she gives me a, a girl and what do you think? And I'm like, this is the thing about planning your wedding in these amazing places that are so hospitable is when you go on your vacation and you go to this gorgeous like Italian restaurant or Spanish restaurant mm -hmm. and then they're like, they, they ask you what you want for dinner and you're like, oh, surprise me. Because mm -hmm. you're like a little bit drunk. <laughs> and, and you know, you were like <laughs> drinking all day and you're like with your people and, and you're like, oh, surprise me. And then she comes out and she's like, oh, I it's a tiramisu and you're like, oh, this is the best, you know? And so people create these associations and they're like, I'll just let them do that. And I'm like, you don't want that. You know, want a surprise, surprise on. <laughs> you know, and that is like, I swear. And they're like, and they're just going to do it. I'm like, but is that what you want? Is that what you want? Because I'll bet, I'll bet that the bride version of you is not the vacay version the of you drunk vacationer yeah that is not the version of you you're gonna be like what do you mean can i see it how big is the tiramisu like is there a mold like and then so let me do that i'm literally like i've sent a mold for all the tiramisus don't mess them up you know like so we we do like that annoying type of stuff otherwise you get there and you're like what the heck is that oh my god but okay. it's fine it's fine like <laughs> i'm making myself sound like i do in fact send molds to destinations Listen, all over, don't, all you, over the you world. You don't become <laughs> Melissa Andre by not caring about the molds. Okay? Listen, you, someone's fucking we, caring about the mold. It's you. We're sending the molds. I'm like with a measuring tape. I'm They're like cloud shapes. Yeah, I'm sending the molds and I'm going to measure it when I get there. So don't even <laughs> like I need to know that the mold was well received and that there was a test, you know, really like so re we really do that. And if you don't have someone, they're not going to do that. So just know yourself as a bride and not how can you know yourself as a bride? You just became a bride, but you just have to kind of think about that and really, you know, understand that when it's a wedding, it's really a different ball game. You know, serving two people tiramisu with a sparkler is very different than having 300 people eating the same thing at the same time on a plate. Like you wouldn't even know if they had matching plates at that restaurant because you only saw two, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I'll go to destination weddings where this is like not anti-destination. I'm actually doing practically exclusively destination. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's way more work because, you know, I've gone and done the sweep of the table before and I'm like, this knife's different. This knife's different. And this is like five diamond you know, resorts mm -hmm. because it's just different when mm -hmm. you have 200 people or 100 people dining at the same time on a day that's really important to people like that, you know? How can someone go about finding the right wedding planner? Like, do you have a formula? I only know us. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, do you know this? And I'm like, I literally only know Madco. Mm -hmm. I don't know what anyone is doing aside from us. But there is like, there is a planner for every bride and for every personality. And I really think that like, I, I also do like some workshops for planners. And I talk a lot about like finding your niche. And I have like a course that, you know, they can download on like watch.melisandre.com that I really talk about why you want to find your niche and how we can't have all of these planners that are like, oh, I do luxury weddings, period. You know, it's not specific enough. So you really want to find someone that specializes in the type of wedding that you want to have. Mm -hmm. You want an experience for your guests in Thailand. So you want someone that knows you know, Thailand in and out knows all the secret spots? Or do you want people to walk in and be like, I've been transported to like another world, then you want to hire Madco. Whatever the thing that you really care about is, then make sure you're kind of having a planner that that kind of specializes in that. Because it's like a to-do list. Planning a wedding takes 
thousands of hours. Literally, I'm not exaggerating. I don't even like it's like so unfathomable to me because we have like a head of events for Array. And that's like, I mean, the events that we do are awesome but it's like a wedding is like 10x that i mean there's just so much to think about a wedding is four events yeah and that's without the rehearsal and without the farewell brunch yeah like it's the ceremony and the cocktail and the dinner and the after party they all have a different sound a different floor plan a different look sometimes they have a different guest list they have different music they have different power requirements they have different timing they have a different menu this is like party after party one after another with all the same guests kind of flowing through someone gets engaged today Mm -hmm. what's the first thing you recommend they do make a guest list Uh uh-huh First, make your guest list and then get a sense, like take some time to really kind of think about what your priorities are. You know, is it look at that guest list and think about what you want to offer those guests? Is Mm. it a fine dining experience like they've never had? Is it, you know, a beautiful space that feels like so unique? Is it a weekend of excursions and experiences or is it all of it? If you got Mm. it like that, do it all, Mm. you know? And then you want to find a planner that can kind of help you navigate that and really kind of even understand the quotes that you're getting so that, you know, you're really comparing apples to apples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, the thing about weddings is like sometimes by the time you figure it out, it can be too late. You know, like by the time you figure out that your wedding wasn't quote, your venue wasn't quoting you in a certain way, you're already locked in Mm -hmm. or that your caterer's quote, didn't actually include any staffing or gratuity, you're kind of already locked in. So just having someone that can really like ask all those questions and that is experienced and Mm -hmm. knows what to help you ask and review everything for you. And that's even before you get to design. Like I only do design. We have like the Madco method, which is like the six phases of planning that Madco uses to do all of our weddings. We have a download on it if anyone wants to. Wait, to- t- tell us about the downloads because like yes. I actually want to know what people like. Okay. Tell people about the downloads. Okay, we have a lot of different downloads and some of them are little, like, you know, a sample budget, a sample timeline. Those are just like little two, three pagers. But then we have the Madco method, which is my, Madco stands for Melisandre Design Company. Mm -hmm. I have to like say this because sometimes people like after six years, like I'll have brides after six years that are like, I just realized today what Madco stands for. I'm like, it's been (laughs) quite some time. You've just been using the word so frivolously. But it's an abbreviation. So I put like the six phases that we use, the way that we plan our weddings and we close up one phase, the budget in the first phase and open up another phase and it kind of moves through different people in our team sometimes. But also there's like really a beginning, a middle to end, an Mm -hmm. end to wedding planning. I don't want to talk design until I have phases one, two, and three locked up because that's how I know how much money I'm going to have for the design. That's how I know where the restrictions are for the design. Like I, for my designs, I even need to know like where the sprinklers are in the room, where the air conditioning vents are in the room. Like I really, really transform rooms, you know, or create rooms that didn't exist. So I need all of that locked up. But but even if you're not going all the way like that with mm-hmm. design, you still need to kind of follow like a method. And, and I've just been perfecting it for so long. But all of the downloads are available. And like if you look for Melissa Andre, if you search for Melissa Andre digital downloads, they'll all come up. And the Madco method is that is the planning process. And then we have the ultimate wedding event planning bundle that's like over 100 pages. And it's everything. It's the Madco method, it's tips, it's the wedding glossary, it's timeline, it's budget, it's the bridal checklist, like what you want to have. Yeah. It's like what you want to have in your bridal suite, what you want to have in your bridal kit. It's like everything. Mm -hmm. And use the promo code. Dream bigger. Dream bigger. You guys will get, yeah, you you will will get a discount. But hold on. What was I saying? You're, oh, I was talking about the Madco method. Yeah. You're following the Madco method. I don't know what I was saying. The point is follow the Madco method. Yes. Okay. So get the download and follow the method. <laughs> get the download and follow the, the follow the Madco method. But that is how you kind of like organize even your design and stuff like that is mm-hmm. really by you need the answers from phase one, I believe, to properly execute phase two and so on and so forth. Otherwise, there's too many like open spaces. Okay. What is one thing that brides you feel like brides really need to be aware of on their day like you know what what do you feel like they need and what do they like yeah what what advice would you give to a bride I would say that like take less opinions than you think 
you should, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's really easy to get opinions. It's so funny. Like I, I don't usually post my home, but I started remodeling today and I posted it and I got so many messages. And I said in the background of this video that I was like, I hate this fireplace. FYI, I'm ripping this thing out. I'm Mm -hmm. throwing it into the Pacific Ocean. That's, I'm not actually doing that. (laughs) But, and I got so more messages I think that I've ever gotten about anything in my whole life. Because people, some about people like what the fucking people fireplace. Think I should yeah. do. They like it. They hate it. I should paint it. I should do this. It's historic. It's this and that. And I'm like, this is so funny because I feel like a bride because I hear this all the time. But like, typically, I think I don't think people give me so many opinions. But I, maybe I don't. I don't really ask for opinions mm-hmm. that that much, like design opinions. But I I felt like a bride today because I was like, oh my god, these people who I've never met, who have never seen this fireplace, are like telling me what I need to do. I got people sending me inspo images. They were like, <laughs> babe, get this. It's on this website. Order it. And I was like, this is hilarious. But that is is what I would say to brides: is take way less opinions than than you're getting. Don't even ask for opinions, you know? Well, you know, the thing is that I think as a bride, like you kind of have decision fatigue. Like already there's so many fucking decisions to make. Right. Okay. So it's like this more you simplify it for yourself and like the less you're swayed by how many opinions there are right. on already like so many issues. It's just like make your life easier, you know? Yeah. I would imagine. And also I think it's really easy to like give an opinion when you're not paying the bill and it's not your guess mm-hmm. and you're not you know anyone can kind of say anything that's yeah. why polls are so fun I'm like oh they're like where what castle would you live in this one or this one I'm like well since you're asking I quite like this one it's like it doesn't make any difference I'm not moving to the castle but yeah in this in this fake quiz that I'm talking about but you know just think about what you really like and 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 as long as you're kind of keeping your guest's best interest in mind, mm-hmm. listen to yourself or have like a designer that you're really going to listen to. Because mm-hmm. it's like if you start opening up the doors for everyone's opinion, it's just it just makes it worse. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Totally. OK. So before we wrap, I want to mm-hmm. do a quick rapid fire. OK. OK. So question number one, what's the most annoying thing a host can do? Have a cash bar. Charge people. Yeah. For drinks. I don't understand don't why do anyone that. would. Anyway, no, but yeah, don't okay, do so that. don't do that. Okay. No. Number two, what is one mistake you see a lot of brides make? Booking a venue before they've made their guest list. You heard it here first, you guys. Mm-hmm. Make your guest or list. Or buying a dress before they have picked their venue. Use the Madco method. There is a one, two, three step. Hey, the, the do download, not, you guys. Do not mix those steps up. <laughs> I have brides who have to buy like two dresses. I'm like, told you. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Last question. If you could offer someone one tip for their wedding day, what would it be? Oh man, this is like so cliche, but try and stick with your significant other as much as you can. It's a very particular party. So just, you know, do everything together because you get split up and everyone wants to talk to you separately. And sometimes it's like an hour and a half before, you know, you're with them again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a specific day. So just try and stick together. Love that. Thank you. Yeah, this has thank been so you. fun. I have all the tips now. Oh, yeah. Let's start. Pl- <laughs> let's start party planning. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, oh, we got to make this happen. Ready. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you love the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.